2: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, the Super Bowl weekend. The 1st, February 1st, January is done. We're now into February already in 2019. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for joining me today. And whether you're a regular listener or new to the program, we are pretty serious about what we're about here. And the objective is very clear. The objective is to help you become financial, financially free. Whatever that means, you know, I've been talking about it this week, whatever financial freedom means to you, you know, whether you work until you die or you want to retire and you're 40, yeah, you know, whatever it means to you, this is what we'll work for. This is what we're here for to help you achieve that goal. You know, it, we, you need to make enough money so the money works for you instead of you working for it. That's the. That's really what you want to do. You want to switch. You don't want to be an interest payer. You want to be an interest earner. It's simple as that. You got to get on the other side. You got to flip it over, and it's not impossible to do. It's not. Now today on this hour, I'm going to do my best to help you get to that financial freedom, and we're going to take it one step at a time. And along the way, I'm hoping that you will participate by calling the, with your investment questions, and our Anytime Listener Line number is now open. I ask you for your calls, and hopefully, since it's not raining so much here in Southern California today, even though we're going to get a lot of rain tomorrow, hopefully the phones will be working much better than they did yesterday. 888 99 charter is the number, 888-992-4278, and you can call right now. Well, the labor department released pretty interesting growth numbers, and I'm going to get into those in in detail sometime today. The um, you know, job growth—I mean, it was pretty surprising, surprisingly strong. And you know, <laughs> it's a, it was interesting in many ways. So we're going to talk about that starting in October on the Investopod program. I uh, remember last October. I talked about expect volatility on this show. Expect volatility at the end of the year, December especially. Expect it, and then of course, what happened? We had the worst December of history. You had to go all the way back to what 1931 to find something that was pretty close to equal. Then and what that? I mean, what happened to the S and P in January? Best January we've had since 1987. That, it's called volatility, (laughs) okay? Lots of volatility. And I don't think it's going to end. I don't. I don't see it ending. Uh, I may not be as strikingly as that, but I still think we're, we're going to learn to live with more volatility for a while. For a while, I mean, I don't know, at least probably till the next recession, whatever that is. That's what I think. Now, anytime there's a ripple in the force regarding Amazon... Investors take notice. This week, many big Amazon sellers received a notice from a company that they rely on for international money transfers that they're closed shop. They're out of business. World First out of London. So, if you're an international participant in Amazon, buying and selling things, all of a sudden they weren't they weren't uh, completing your transfers in the different currencies that you needed to do. Huh? Still, that was pretty shocking. No one really knew that was even common, and there's still no answer for it. Yeah, we don't know. Now, if anything come in came in in the last couple three hours, maybe you could call me up and let me know. But I, I don't see. I didn't see anything by the time when I was looking. Um, another headline that caught my attention. You know, was weather. You know, you we know we've been in this Arctic blast. We not me in Southern California. When I say we, I mean the United States. Uh, in the Midwest, I mean we were seeing what Chicago minus fifty with wind chill there. I mean, come on, you can't get much colder than that. Well, do you know by tomorrow? Remember, this was just this was just Thursday, yesterday, and by tomorrow it's going to be forty degrees. From minus 50 to plus 40. What? <laughs> now that is amazing. That's a huge turnaround. I know for a fact, because I've been in the Midwest numerous times on businesses in my younger days, and the weather can change very fast. From ice cold to warm, to from pretty decent warm weather to ice cold very quickly. That blast of air, cold air coming down from Canada, can right down through the Midwest, and then start to move to the East Coast. Really cold. Really cold. And, you know, with the jobs report that I'm going to go into later, being as strong as it was today, has the Fed, did the Fed get dovish on interest rates too soon? Remember, you know, they're worried about overheating the economy and worried about inflation. I don't think they need to worry about inflation, I've been saying that for months and months and months and months. Never, you know, and they still don't care. But, you know, are, are, is our economy overheating? I don't think so. But, you know, there's a lot of experts out there thinking that the Fed shifted gears way too fast. Remember, in December, they raised rates, right? December, their December meeting. And then after after that meeting, they were talking about rates they're going to raise in the new year. At least two more times. Two weeks later uh maybe we're not going to raise rates uh, we're going to take our time or we're going they backed off big time in their speeches from you remember there's 12 federal reserve presidents representing 12 districts in the United States and all of them have speeches uh, and all of them were talking well you know maybe you know Powell's even you know uh, well so uh, had they did they switch too fast from being you know being um uh, uh, pretty aggressive with the rates, and now being much less so. Maybe they did. Don't know. You can t- draw your own conclusions. It seemed pretty fast to me, anyways. And as you can t- see there and tell, there's a lot of always market news driving the market, driving the economy, driving my interests, anyways, as to what's going on. And uh, I, you know, I, so I always talk about it every day. I also will make in time to talk about. Some of the highlights in my latest KBP Premium Newsletter that goes out every Friday. So this one went out this morning. And uh, you know we distribute it every, all the subscribers every Friday morning. It comes out every week. But first, let's grab a question from the Anytime Listener Line number 888-99-CHART.
0: Hi, uh, this is Paul in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, I was wondering what you thought about SMG's kind miracle
3: grow now. It looks like it's on the rise, and it's pretty uh, low. Wondered if it's time to get in.
2: Thank you. SMG is Scott's miracle Grow. everybody. We have to own this one in our managed accounts. Um, uh, I like the value. Uh, it it uh, headquarters in uh, Ohio. It manufactures lawn and garden products, including fertilizers, plant food, and growing media control products and it, it all last year it wasn't doing very well it got some bad press uh, about some of its um, products and how you know you know pesticides kind of thing well that's all well, well and good but in 2018 they made three dollars and 71 cents 2019 they're gonna make four dollars and 19 cents And then 2020, we have estimates out there to $4.67, and it's a $74 stock. So, you know, that's what? About, I don't know, 17, 16, 17. Meanwhile, the most recent quarter, sales grew 35%, grew 35%. At the same time, earnings were down for that quarter. So something's up there. And I kind of know what's up. Uh, the yield is 3%. Return equity is really high at 42%. They have too much debt. That's their biggest worry. They have huge cash flow so they can carry the debt, but they still have too much debt. And uh, that's my biggest concern over this stock. Did a bottom? Yeah, the bottom right around $58.50. And that was right at the end of December, like the rest whole market. And it's been moving up sharply. It's now seventy four dollars and eighteen cents. That's a pretty darn big move. I think it's going to start to hesitate in this area. So you know, this was probably not the best buying point. Uh, I, I, if it was me, I would. I'm, you may get a um, you may get a retest. I think the not, it may not go all the way to the bottom, but maybe fifty percent. The fifty percent retracement would not be surprising, and that would be a better buy point. If it breaks above the 200-day moving average, which is like $76 a share, that's a better buy point, because that's the long-term moving average, and it acts as resistance, because people see that, and they say, oh, that's a 200-day moving average, maybe maybe I should take profits here. So I'd be patient, if I were you. SMG is a symbol. Scott's miracle Grow. You are listening to Invest Talk, I'm Steve Peasley, and let me remind you that the Invest Talk Radio program and its podcast replays provide daily dose a daily dose of market news and unbiased commentary and opinions that would be by me. And we have a new offering, Invest Talk Academy. It's an online training class covering a wide variety of financial investment subjects. This week will be on uh, Thursday at 9 o'clock and I will be talking about support and resistance on charts. What Reading charts, technical analysis, support and resistance areas. What makes? How do you recognize them? How can you use them to buy and sell stocks? Support and resistance. We're headed into the break and I'm asking questions and I want to answer your questions. 888-99-CHART
0: The market continues to show ups and downs, and of course, you want unbiased investing advice. So, Steve is here taking your calls
2: live, eight 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 ninety nine 99 chart 888-992-4278, our main talking point today is an estimated 17 million people will call in sick on Monday after the Super Bowl. That's a record, by the way. Survey suggests planned sick-outs could cost employers up to $4.4 billion in lost productivity. But the most interesting place that people call in sick is Australia, in my opinion. (laughs) I'm going to talk about that later on. U.S. gains 304,000 jobs at the start of 2019 for January. That was hugely bigger than they expected. They expected 172, so it was almost twice as much as they expected. They expected, does this mean the experts are were off by 50%-ish, 40%, 40 experts are always wrong, just letting you know. They seem to always be way off, but we're going to talk about that. Uh, Fidelity's average retirement account balance dropped. So your 401k, your IRA dropped. Why? Well, we'll talk about that, and is it, should it be a worry? And millennials, millennials—you know those guys, that, guys and gals that kind of shift to uh, shift what's going on in our economy. Millennials are shifting or have shifted their taste, uh, and are boosting sales of whiskey into te- tequila. They're boosting sales of whiskey and te- tequila. I hope they're not a bunch of drunks, but, but they seem to like whiskey and te- hard liquor. It's coming back. Yeah, hard liquor. Doesn't mean they're not drinking beer. It's just that they've been drinking more hard liquor. As an investor, should we be cognizant of that? Take note? Maybe what we should invest in about that kind of stuff? No, it's hard to do that. You know, trying to come up with a theme... You know, as to what will be a much more, a much more demand in the future. It's hard to do that, but that's one of your jobs as an investor. For instance, a theme: baby boomers, a big slug of people getting old, so they need a lot more healthcare. That's a theme. So, how do I take advantage of as an investor? So that's what I mean by a theme. So here, here's a theme: baby uh, uh, millennials are starting are preferring hard liquor over, you know, beer and wine. Hmm. Is there some way I can um, uh, benefit from that? Another thing, marijuana becoming more and more legal in more and more places. Hmm. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I believe that every investor should determine their individual risk tolerance. At, and the first step, and you can in building that, you can go to our. And you know, this always—you know—risk tolerance always goes to your strategy, how you should be, what kind of investor you should be. So you got to figure out what your risk tolerance is first. You can go to our free, uh, free online tool at InvestTalk.com.
0: You are listening to Invest Talk. Have you visited InvestTalkAcademy.com? You should. It can help you learn to invest like a pro because it features online classes that can teach you how to grow your investments independently. Learn more at InvestTalkAcademy.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278.
2: 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Noel in Napa, and he wants to talk to Scott's Valero Energy Corporation. Noel, what do you want to know? Do you own it? Do you buy it? Do you want to sell it? Oh, well, I, uh, I, I just uh, heard yesterday that
3: uh, their earnings doubled, So and the, and the uh, refining business seems to be a, a pretty hot business uh, these days. I just thought I'd see what your take on it on Valero is.
2: Well, Valero, everybody, the symbol is VLO, Valero Energy, engaged in refining, marketing, fuels, and other products, petrol products. Um, they got, you know, like them and everybody else, they got really beat up more than they should have in you know, the, for the recent months. And uh, so they became a really deep value stock. And this stock is going to make $7.95 this year. That's up 10% or so from last year. Now, I'm talking about 2019. But in 2020, they're estimated to make $11.26. That means this stock is really, really inexpensive. Sales has been growing for quarter after quarter. I mean, in the 20 30% range. But this most recent quarter, the fourth quarter, they only grew 9%. Yet, they're expected to make a lot more money. And they're paying a 4.2% dividend. I, I think I, I have no problem. To, I mean... I think you should buy it. I mean, if you like this yeah, stuff, I, I mean, we own. What would
3: that PE be on that one?
2: Okay, that PE means remember it's eighty-five dollars talking they're going to make eleven dollars and twenty-six cents. So, mm-hmm. so that means the PE is like seven or eight. Yeah,
3: you based know.
2: on that. Yeah, you know, and, and the right now it's twelve, and the range is six to twenty over the last five years. So, it's really down there. If that if that earnings comes through, that means that stock is really, really cheap. Yeah. Does that
3: look like uh, one of the better refiners to uh, go after in your, from what you've noticed? Yeah.
2: I would say yes because they're so big and safe. They're $36 billion in size. They're not going anywhere, and they pay a really nice dividend, and it's cheap. I mean, you know, if you don't want to buy a stock cheap, well, you're going to wait till it's expensive? Yeah, you know, the, you know the, and that happens all the time, Noel. I mean, you know, that's not unusual for people to say, well, it's been going up for six months. Should I buy it now? Well, well I think you're too late. Now, I am not. I don't think you're too late yet in this one. It's moved off nicely. It was $70 and now it's $85. And it was bottomed right at like the market did. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have any problems with this stock. I really don't. Good luck with it. I hope it works for you. Thanks, Noel. Okay, how, let's see, what do we want to talk about? No, no, no. Okay, the KPP premium newsletter came out. And by the way, did I give you the market? No, I don't. Uh, The Dow was up 64 today. The Nasdaq was down 18, down 18. And the S&P was up two. So kind of a mixed market day. And today's Friday, so the the KPP premium newsletter goes out. The premium newsletter goes out. In the first section, we call it the market conditions section. I talk about being a strong week and talk about the Fed and how they've been, you know, kind of, kind of helped push the market along plus earnings, you know, corporate earnings um, and how that has been surprised on the upside and those things have been very positive for the market. So then I talk about, well, is this the time, are we getting close to uh, being done with this rise or has this got more legs? And that's always a tough question, you know. Uh, and I also talked t- talked about you know different uh, I, I, in the market section. I talked about the different economic numbers that came out, and some of them delayed, some of them really good. Um, and the you know the jobs report, was of course, very good, but not much inflation, not much wage inflation in that report. Much less than the wage is going up, was much less than expected. So that was the front part of that. Then in the Portfolio Management section, I talk about Wall Street analysts and what, what you should and should not pay attention to. One of the things you, you don't pay attention to is their, their upgrades and downgrades of stocks. They're consistently wrong. And there's reasons for that. And I mentioned the reasons in that. A couple of stock ideas. The two of the stock's ideas are stocks we already own in our managed account. So that was good. Consumer Watch. I talked about cloud computing. You notice how you've been giving out, you've been using cloud computing, and now it stores almost all your data. And it's no longer on your PC or your laptop, your information it's out there in the cloud. Now, I don't know if we can do anything about it, but I think it's something you need to think about. So that's what I was, that's what was all about the the newsletter this week. And it comes out every Friday. You should subscribe to it uh, if you want. As clients get it for free. But you can subscribe for to it uh, on a month-to-month basis. You don't have to buy a year. Comes out every Friday, so it's totally up to you. I think it's worthwhile. Monday on the Best Talk. Amazon expected that it, it, its its acquisition of Whole Foods Market would grow its retail business, but after the first year, results are less than anticipated. Which I, mean, if you go back to my show a year ago, I said ah, it's going to be harder than they think. Food is hard. But that story is going to be on Monday, everybody. 888-99-CHART. Time to give me a call. To win,
4: all effective investors use a process. And listeners call Invest Talk every day asking to share our winning process. And they too can win using the right analytical tools. Just what do we use as our everyday go-to research tool? Y-Charts. It's a cloud-based financial research platform. It is indispensable.
2: YCharts has the powerful tools of a terminal combined with the ease of use of a modern website. We use YCharts every day.
4: YCharts is easy to navigate, visually awesome, and informative. YCharts has filters driven by thousands of metrics, Excel integration, and data visualization to create charts that compare stocks, funds,
2: indices, and more. If you're a serious investor, you'll understand that the precision functionality in YCharts is not free. But YChart has more horsepower and by far better data and filters compared to a giveaway tools from Yahoo or Google. YChart is a fraction of the cost of something like Bloomberg Terminal. And now
4: our listeners can try YCharts for free.
2: You just
0: heard Steve and Justin endorse YCharts. It's the lightning-fast research, data filter, and charting tool they use every day for their investment portfolios. Think about it. Steve is right. Free software cannot come close to the power, speed, ease of use, and practical functionality of YCharts. And serious investors understand that YCharts can pay for itself with just one or two targeted investment selections. So, here's your chance to take advantage of a free trial and a generous Charts discount. Start by mentioning InvestTalk when you go to YCharts.com. Get serious Get Y charts. You are listening to Invest Talk, streamed and broadcast live Monday through Friday afternoons in the 4 o'clock hour Pacific time and available 24 7 via podcast replays at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? Call now 888
2: 99 Chart. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Tarek in Boston. How you doing, Tarek?
3: Hey, Steve. How you doing? Hey, Steve.
2: How you doing? You're not a New England fan, are you?
3: Oh, uh, well, who isn't?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, you're talking to a guy on the West <laughs> Coast. <laughs>
3: well, we're, we're, we're kind of spoiled by them. It seems like just every year they're at the Super Bowl, you know. <laughs> well, we'll I do know. that. I know, it's... But, hey, you know, at
2: least it went yeah, yeah. you know, at least it went there. Yeah, well, yeah. New England seems to get there all the time. I didn't think they were going to make it this year. I really didn't because they didn't look that strong during the season. Yeah, no, none of us came did through. Either, to be honest. But, yeah,
3: hey, they, they came, came behind, through.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's typical. <laughs> you want to talk about uh, Kirkland Lake Gold?
3: Yeah, uh, I took a position with that in December and right now I have a thirty five percent gain which you know obviously I'm very happy with and I use I believe uh, Steve you're familiar with the canceling method. Uh, I think you talked about it yes, a while back on your podcast. huh. Yeah. And yeah. I use market uh-huh. like you guys you guys do. And I normally and I've been swing trading for a while pretty successfully with using that methodology and Normally I would just take half profits or maybe all profits because right now it's well above the profit-taking zone. But there appear to be macroeconomic effects uh, about gold that are larger than the company itself. What what particularly interested me is, uh, in the last two weeks, it went up 20%, so I'm thinking is there Mm -hmm. something else going on when it comes to this commodity that I'm not aware about?
2: Well, gold has been moving very nice. Uh, you, you, I, if you've been listening to me anything in, in length here, I've been talking up gold since the, toward the end last, third quarter last year, saying that, you know, I think it's, it's gold turned to make a move here. And that looks like what we're getting. and uh, Lake Gold Limited is a Canadian firm engaged in provision of mining, mineral exploration in Canada and Australia. Um uh, so, uh, their earnings are going up to $1. twenty-seven this year from $0.78 cents from last year. And next year, $1.47. Sales growth is, you know, this most recent quarter. I mean, it was 26%. Before that, it was in the high teens. But it's been a year ago, is a 100%. So, it's kind of like that. $6.7 billion company. And it's still in an upward trajectory. And, yeah, uh, yeah, Tarek, you're going to have to take profits at some point. But you might want to follow it up with just a tight stop and wait, because I can't tell you when it's going to finally give up that run up. You know, I just know. And I agree with okay. you. The macro the macro economic background for gold, I think, is positive because the dollar is very high, and I think it's going to start to roll over. Um, I think we've seen the peak in the dollar. But it's more fear, I think, that's driving gold. Fear. Did you listen to the show yesterday? Because I talked about that. What the fear? Fear of uh, uh, of not getting a deal on the trade barrier. Fear of Europe falling, falling, slowing growth. Major economies. Italy is already in a recession. Fear of China's economy slowing down, affecting all of Asia out there, and you know also affecting Europe. But I think that's what's been the driver of gold, and and we still have it. So I don't know. I, I know it's going to roll over at some point. But maybe you know, just keep following up with a tight stop, and then sell part of it. I wouldn't get out of all of it either. I think, I think, you know, I think we got, I think, I think gold's going to have a good year this year for some reason. Tarek, appreciate the call. Thank you. That's KL, everybody, Kirkland Lake Gold Limited. Let's go to Art in Menlo Park. How you doing, Art? Good, Steve. How are you? I'll give you a plug on your newsletter.
3: Uh, I like it.
2: Oh, good. Thank you. I appreciate that. You want to talk about Dollar General? I
1: just wanted to uh, see what your feeling is on it. Um, I'm I'm waiting to get in because I think it's a little bit uh, higher than I want to pay. But I wanted to uh, get
2: yeah, to uh, It's uh, in- Yeah, you, you don't want to buy it right here, Art, because it's coming up to a triple top. And uh, it, 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 the top is like 117, 117 and a half. It's 115 right now. You want to wait till it either breaks through that, then you don't have any resistance and it might keep running up, or come back and, and give you a retest of the most recent low, which is above uh, about 100, 100, 100 to 102 in that area. The 200day moving average is 104. So I, I'm thinking I, you know, this is Dollar General, everybody. I'm looking at a chart. And that's I'm just going by the chart. But fundamentally, it looks like the you know it operates fi- almost 15,000 stores across the United States. Makes very good money. Uh, this year it's going to make six dollars and one cent. That's 31 percent more than last year. Next year up another 11 percent. The sales growth is around 10 percent every quarter. Very consistent. Doesn't pay much of a dividend. And it is a little bit pricey on the P-E ratio around, you know, remember it's $115 stock going to make $6.67. So that tells you that the P-E is right at what, 17 18 And retailers don't usually get a high P-E. You know, they just don't. And that's kind of high for a retailer. So I think it's a little expensive and I think you need to wait for a pullback or you can If it breaks above that breakout, if it breaks out, then you can buy and just run it, run with it as long as it runs. But, you know, I don't know. I, I wouldn't buy it here. It's just too, uh, I think it's toppy. It's toppy. Meaning I think it's going to retest these three tops. If it fails, it's probably going to have another pullback. So, I, I, I'd be careful here this one. All right. Thank you. Main talking point, an estimated 17 million people will miss work on Monday after the Super Bowl. Pretty typical. That's about 10%, by the way, if you want to know how how many people. And it is a record, right? But what's really interesting is those people uh, taking uh, Monday off in Australia for the Super Bowl. That's because the Super Bowl is on Monday. In Australia, <laughs> they watch it on Monday, so they a lot of people take it off and watch the Super Bowl game. Why, you know, live Monday? So, so I always thought that was interesting. Now, um, did have anybody figure? Have, have you seen how much the tickets cost for the Super Bowl? They're ridiculously expensive. I mentioned the cost of a thirty-second commercial yesterday, but the tickets are just insane. And do you know who buys a lot of our tickets? Mexico people who live in Mexico buy a lot of Super Bowl tickets of course they got to be wealthy people because there's no cheap tickets in the Super Bowl a, yeah, i did the i don't i don't know what they were but they were just obscenely expensive and you know i don't find it anything i don't find it unusual that people take off monday after the Super Bowl because most people are partying all day and you know it <laughs> I mean, I've never taken it off. I mean, not because of that. I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't party that way. But, um, you know, I totally get it. And I don't understand why it would even be news, to be honest. So what? You know, Americans are hard workers. They get to take off <laughs> Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> you know, just call in sick or just take the day off a of vacation day. That's Okay. Anyways, that's the main talking point today. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I understand that many investors can have experience, have lots of experience of fear when they're unsure of how much portfolio money to risk, how much risk should they take with their money, and how do they know even how to measure risk or know what risk is? Well, we can at least start the process using our, our free risk questionnaire that we have on our website. It's a piece of software called Riskalize, and then what it does, it's pretty simple. The questions are very short, not very not very many of them, and they just gauge how much risk you're willing to take comfortably, you know. And then what I get the, the I get it sent to me me specifically, and then I respond to it. And I usually ask, just if you want to send in your portfolio, I'll, I'll, I'll put that in the same software, and we can measure the risk of the portfolio and see if it matches up with your personal risk score. At least give you some idea. We can talk about it as well. But it's free. It's free. On our website, bestoff.com. I mean, kppfinancial.com. Either way, you'll find it it's right there on the front page. So the show is pretty much underway, everybody, and we are taking your questions right now. 888-99-CHARDS-A-NUMBER.
0: This is InvestTalk, made possible by KPP Financial, where they describe their services as independent thinking, shared success. And this philosophy is why KPP Financial can be of great value to investors. KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are committed to unbiased guidance they don't upsell clients into expensive and questionable investments. Instead, Steve and Justin provide honest opinions and proven strategies based on the individual's current portfolio and risk tolerance. Working with KPP Financial, you can be assured of consistent dedication toward the goal of helping you achieve financial freedom. You can get things started with a phone call or a simple message through investtalk.com the invest talk radio and podcast continues now the phone lines are open call with your questions 888-99-CHART
2: 888-992-4278 we're going to go talk to chris in walnut creek and we're going to talk about target ggt is the symbol i like target i just like the company i think they're very well run what do you want to talk about on target chris
3: Yes, well,
2: uh, actually, um, uh, if you have to pick Target or Walmart at this time of the market, which one would you take a position? Huh? I we own we own Walmart in some of our managed accounts, and that's not because I don't like Target. I just you know we just we we've owned it for a while. Target operates 1,822 Target stores, Super Target, and City Target stores in the U.S. And, and most people have been to one or know what it's about. They are very, very consistent. That's why I like about them the most. Uh, their earnings are very consistent. It's going to be four, It was four dollars and seventy cents in 2018. That was their earnings. It's going to be five dollars and forty cents is the estimate for this year. And next year, five dollars and sixty-one cents. It's very consistent. Of course, if we go into recession, all stocks get hit, and so will Target. It pays a 3.6% dividend, and it's a $71 stock. So we're looking at what uh, 15 PE, 14 PE, and that's kind of in the middle of its own, of its range, right there. It's you know, it's always been in that area, which is market PE, by the way, about 15. Current equity is very good at 23 I mean, cash flow is $9. I mean, it's really a solid company. So it's really a matter of just buying it at the right price. And I think it's pretty reasonable. It's down today 2.5%. I don't know why. Um, I might have to look that up, see if there's any news on it. But I, I think in this, you know, went down to $60 a share. And now it's at 71 I think on any weakness in this area, I'd be a buyer. I think it's a good company to buy. Target, TGT. Appreciate the call, Chris. Thank you. Eight 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 ninety nine chart Okay, 304,000 new jobs were produced in January. That was almost twice what they expected, right? The impo- unemployment rate went up, not down, up to 4% from 3.9%. So you think you would get more jobs, a lot, double the jobs that they expected. You would think the unemployment rate to go down. Well, last two months, we've been attracting more people into the job market to work. So more people in the market than the jobs are taking kind of produces a higher unemployment rate. Kind of a weird situation there. What I found most interesting about the report was not necessarily the number of jobs, even though I was surprised at the upside just like everybody else. My biggest interest was, remember the market, job market's pretty tight, but wages don't are not going up. Wages went up only one-tenth of 1%. Now, they were expected to go up a little bit more than that. Nothing dramatic, but there's been very little pressure on wages. When you have full employment, and this is one of the things that the Fed is having struggle with because they assume there will be inflation with full employment, and they've been expecting it all last year and didn't get it. Still not going to get it. I don't think they're going to get it. I don't think we're going to see inflation. One of the reasons why I don't think we're going to see it is because of the weakness of the world economy, not ours. So, you know, we're not importing any inflations anymore. So, it's so not wage inflation, and but the jobs report was very very strong. So what does that tell us? Tell us the economy is doing pretty well still. So I I mean I've seen we've seen a little bit of cracks in the housing market, but even there the new home uh, the new home that it's not as bad as it could be. And builders have uh, the sentiment of the builders. The sentiment of the builders went up last month. So it's not the economy is not falling apart. And for some reason, the world economy is not really affecting us much. Now, it does affect us. It will affect us. But you know, our economy is very diverse. We're not we're not dependent on any one kind of industry or sector to grow our economy. We have a very diverse. And we have a lot of internal strength. Our, our, our Remember, 66% of, that, of our economy is, is driven by the consumer. So our consumers are very strong. And now they're fully employed. They're spending money. They don't have the fears that other countries. Some countries, you know, there's a lot of countries like, look at Russia. Russia is a third world country. The only thing they have, they have two things. They have energy and they have nuclear weapons. That's it. So their, their economy is, you know, there's a lot of economies that are just based on oil, right? Look at the Middle East. We have, we have a very diverse economy, which is good for us. This is best Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. The year is moving pretty fast already. First month is already up in the bag, and now we're looking at February. But we still have about 10 minutes for you to give me a call for the rest of this show. I mean, we want to hear your live questions, 888 99 chart.
0: You're listening to Invest Talk. Are you doing everything possible to make sure your investments are performing as well as they should be? You can find investment strategies and unbiased guidance the phone lines. Are open. Steve is here and he's ready for your questions. 888 99 Chart.
4: Hey, Steve. This is Dominic from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Quick question on v-y-m it's the vanguard high yield dividend etf it has a pretty good value tilt to it and in this uncertain market is now a good time to be value oriented and is VYM a good way to play it look forward to hearing your answer on the podcast thanks steve
2: I do think this year will be a good uh, value year, uh, a good year for value instead of growth. It doesn't mean I don't think growth will not not work. I'm just saying that I think value has been not rewarded for several years, not rewarded. And, And there's a point where value will become more popular, especially when there's higher fear about the market. And you get higher fear about the market when you get more volatility. Look at the volatility index. it's it, Right now, it's running around 18 to 20, which is much higher than it has been in the past. So I do think the value of how they work. Now, Vanguard High Dividend Yield ETF, that's what it is, exchange-traded fund, that seeks you know, its performance corresponding to the High Yield Dividend Yield Index, it pays a 3.2% dividend. Symbol is a VYM. So this is a good way to be diversified and concentrate more on dividends. Uh, and, and if you don't have a big portfolio where you can diversify in individual stocks yourself and concentrate on dividends, you can use this. And I do like it because it's Vanguard. They're low cost. And so, yeah, and this has recovered quite nicely um, more than on a percentage basis than the market has recovered. The top was 80, close to 87.50, went down to 73.50, and now it's 83.02. So it recovered better than the market. That might give us a hint that value is doing better than growth. Because the market, when I talk about the market, I usually refer to S&P 500. So, you know, I kind of like it. We might be a little bit late to the party here, you know, because it has been moving up for all of January. And I don't expect it to continue up in a straight line. That's not going to happen. But you can take a position here and maybe half a position and see what happens. And then if it pulls back on you, buy the other half. Do you know what the average 401k balance is? Now, this is a study done by, on Fidelity, by by Fidelity, for Fidelity accounts. And the average 401k balance is $95,600. That's down from last year of $106,500. So, drop of what? About 10%? And now, the overall, all individual retirement accounts are down about? 11% total, and they're, they're, they're holding for all of them is 98400 that's the average, that's not a lot, if you think about it, that's not a lot of money, um, if you're talking about retirement, you're going to have to save more, we all are going to have to save more, Um you know, and remember, you know, 401ks. If your employer matches, that's free money. If you don't, they don't. You still get to deduct the taxes. They deduct the amount you put in it from your taxes, so you don't have to pay income tax on it right away. There's a lot of good things to think about when investing in 401ks. Now, you know, there's SEP IRAs, there's regular IRAs, there's all kinds of of different types of tax deferred accounts. But the most common available for the average working guy. Working for a company is a 401k, All but normal IRAs is for everybody. As long as you're working, you can to participate in an IRA. One thing that's been really good on December is that people continued to put money in their 401k. It did not, you know, did not all of a sudden money stop flowing into 401ks. That has been, that's a smart move. Keep investing when the market goes down. Just keep investing when the market goes down. It's the smartest thing to do. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program, everybody. And I really do thank you for your loyal loyal support. I hope you have a great time this weekend watching the Super Bowl. Most people will be. I know I will be. Uh, Justin will be here on Monday, by the way, and I'll be back Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Good night.